Hello, everyone. Welcome to or welcome back to Young and Tenacious podcast. I am your host, Clara. Thank you so much for clicking. Today, in episode seven, we are interviewing the one and only Amanda Wan. She takes us through behind the girl boss. See what I did there? No? <laughs> well, if you didn't already know, Amanda has a podcast named Behind the Girl Boss, where she literally interviews anyone who legit well, is behind the girl boss. She takes us through her journey with her YouTube, her podcast, and her two businesses, which are Cookie Apparel and One Candles. And let me tell you, while she's doing this all on the side, she's also in school full-time and even has a part-time job. Like, mind-blowing. She also talks about how using her platform to talk about avoided topics such as the LGBTQ plus community has affected her analytics. Want to hear more? Then just keep listening. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Welcome to Young and Tenacious. (laughs) (laughs) So um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and just jump right into it. Yeah, so my name is Amanda. I'm 22 and I currently live in Montreal, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to school full time at Concordia University studying communication studies. Um, I also do YouTube, Instagram. I have my own podcast and I own two businesses. So mm-hmm. I guess that's a little bit about me. And I know I also gave you the task of covering mm-hmm. the mantra of the week. So go ahead. Yes, so I chose what you seek is seeking you. Um, I guess I can explain a little Mm -hmm. bit. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, I basically chose this one because it kind of like reminds me of like whatever is meant to be will be. Mm -hmm. I think that I am very hard on myself when things don't go the way that I hope it goes. Mm -hmm. And then a few months down the line, something better happens. And then I'm like, oh, like if the other thing previous worked out, then this probably wouldn't have happened and all those things. So I just like really believe in whatever is meant to be will be and like whatever it's meant to happen, it will happen. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose what you seek is seeking you. I love that one. I feel like it's also nice too, starting with the new year too, mm-hmm. as a reminder that, you know, everything definitely does happen for a reason. Yes. And what is meant to be will be. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> um, so how's your, how's your year so far? I mean, we're almost done. It's almost 2021. How is the wrap up of 2020 for you? Um, So yeah, this year was really weird and different. I actually filmed Mm. a YouTube video about this today. So it works out well. I mean, like at the beginning of 2020, I had like all these high hopes and I was like, this is going to be my year. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to travel so much. And like all of a sudden it just went all downhill. Mm -hmm. And I was really like disappointed, but I kind of like took the time to kind of like get to know myself better and to better myself and to work on things that I was kind of like pushing to the side a lot Mm -hmm. um so now like that it's wrapping up I was like yeah this year sucked and there was a lot of bad things that happened from it but at the end of the day it kind of made me realize that like everything can stop in like one second and to kind of just focus on what's happening now Mm -hmm. because I feel like um I focus a lot on the future and like what I'm going to do in the future and stuff. And I was like, I never focus on the present. Yeah. So it kind of like reminded me about that. So I'm going to bring that into 2021 with me. To just live by the moment and take it all in. Yes. Um, And you said you're in school for majoring in communications. Is that what you said? Right. Yes. Did you always knew that you wanted to go into school for this? So 
when I was growing up, I was like, I'm going to be an actress. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I was thinking because I was literally the most shy person ever. So that was like not working out. Yeah. Um, So then in Montreal, we have something called CJEP. I don't know if you guys know what that is. I feel like it's the only place in the world that has it. But it's like instead of going to grade 12, we have CJEP. So it's like a two year thing before university. Mm. So there I went into um, I went to cinema and communications there. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like sparked my interest in communications. Um, so I kind of like always knew I wanted to go into like a creative kind of career path, but mm-hmm. I didn't like 100% know what it was. Like what creativeness of yeah. that. Right, that's true. And how are you in your first year right now? So I'm actually my th- going in, I'm in my third year of school. Third year, and how, yeah. how, many, how many more to go? I have a year and a half left. Are you excited? Yes, um, I'm very excited to be done, have <laughs> especially you do- now. Yeah, have you been doing like internships at all or? So I haven't done an internship yet, but I'm mm-hmm. actually in the like looks for one right now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully soon. What is your like, um, what do you want this degree or bachelor that you're getting um, to do for you when you graduate? Yeah, so I really want to work in social media marketing. And at first I was like, oh, like I don't need a degree for that. But then I was mm-hmm. like looking at those jobs and they're like, have a marketing or communications degree. And I was like, okay, well, at least I went into one of those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really hope I can do something in that world because I do so much in social media already on like mm-hmm. one side of it. It'd be kind of like really cool to work on the other side of it and like yeah. get to know those things too. Mm-hmm. Would you want to like, work at like um a social media agency or would you want to start your own like yeah um so at first I was always like I'm gonna start my own like I'm just gonna do that I don't want to work for someone until Mm -hmm. I realized how hard it is to kind of like get your stuff started Mm -hmm. so I definitely do want to work for myself in the future but I do think like obviously I'd have to start off somewhere Mm -hmm. um but yeah the end goal is to kind of like be my own boss and you said you also have your two of your own businesses, right? Mm-hmm. So you have your cookie apparel and your um, wand candles? Yes. So how did that even start? Um, so I'll start with cookie apparel because that came first. Um, I initially started that when I was like 18. And I was like, I want to have like merch, but I didn't want it to be like merch, merch. You know, like right. the one where like people say like put their name on it and stuff. Like I didn't want that, but I wanted it to like represent me in a way. Yeah. So I was I love hoodies and crew necks and all those things. Um so I was like let me start my own like little brand that like mm-hmm. represents me but is not like my name on it. So I started that when I was like 18 and then I stopped it because I kind of like went into it without actually doing any research or anything mm-hmm. because I thought I knew everything so I went into it and it was going well for like five months and then it went downhill um so I stopped it and then I restarted it um I believe I don't know if it was this year or last year I feel like time is like weird to me I th- think it was this year though yeah like I feel like it was a long time ago but I really think it was this year I restarted it this year and then my wand candles, um, I'm obsessed with candles. Like I have so many. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, like I started doing them just for fun. I was like, oh, like it'd be like a cute little thing to do, especially like in quarantine when there's like nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, like people started messaging me when I was posting them. They're like, oh, like, are you selling them? And I was like, oh, this could also be a way to make money and like build a brand and everything. Mm-hmm. So then I ended up starting to sell them in August. And it's been going well so far. I'm so glad. I tried 
I don't know how long ago, but I did try <laughs> to buy some, but then you were like out of order or something like that. And I'm like, dang. Yeah, I mean, no, I like, didn't expect, yeah, I didn't expect like that many people to like want it. So I didn't make as much as like there was a demand for it. I think that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, so now I know that like people are actually interested. So, so cute. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So did you start those business, well, did you start like cookie apparel when you already have like an audience or did you start that before you even started YouTube? Um, so I started that after I started YouTube. And how, how long have you been doing YouTube? So YouTube, I've had my channel that I have now for five years, but I've only been consistent on it for the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a channel in high school, and I feel like a lot of people say this. I had a channel in high school, and people at my high school found it, then they made fun of me, so then I deleted it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I went to a, like, a private all-girls school, so mm-hmm. like there is drama every single day, and then someone found my YouTube, and they shared it with everyone. Wow. And then people would, like, memorize lines I said in my YouTube videos and, like, repeat it at school. It was, like, not a good time. That's speed. <laughs> yes. That's not nice. Do you feel as if you have a niche? So, I... It's hard because I don't think I have a specific, like, niche. Like, some people are, like, only DIY videos. Or some mm-hmm. people are, like, only business videos. And I do, like, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, like, lifestyle videos. I have college videos. I'm going to be adding, like, conspiracy theory videos oh in gosh. 2021. <laughs> So I'm like, I used to like think like you only can stick to one niche, but then I think throughout like doing my own stuff, I realized that it's okay to have more than one type of video that you want to focus on because it not only like brings in audience or like viewers from like different types of interests, but like Mm -hmm. it just makes your channel less of the same things. That's true. So, so do you think niching down helps or it's like the whole um what's this called like do you feel as if it's just like a um theory that i feel like everyone says yeah so i think that unless your niche is something that is very particular and like no one's doing it yet i don't think it's important to niche down Mm -hmm. because i mean i don't know there's like a lot of business accounts there's like people that do like business videos there's a lot of college like lifestyle youtubers Mm -hmm. so i feel like if everyone's doing the exact same thing, it doesn't make your channel as unique anymore. So right. I think like you can do lifestyle content, you can do business content, but I think bringing in something else that will like add a little bit of spice to your channel mm-hmm. is like really important because then if not, everyone's content's going to be the same. Right. Does having an audience already, like you having an audience from YouTube, you think help you a lot with your businesses or do you think you can start your own business without having like thousands of followers already um i definitely think you can start without having thousands of followers because like a lot of people that have bought in from like my candle business for example Mm -hmm. have not even been people that followed me on youtube or stuff it's been like started off with friends and then it started off with people that i've never like seen before Mm -hmm. so i think like if you have i i think an important thing is to make a business account on instagram for your business Mm -hmm. because that's a really good like marketing thing now but i don't necessarily think you need to have a following whatsoever to start a business and how do you manage your time with like having (laughs) both and in full-time school and then everything else on top of that yeah so it's really hard but i think like prioritizing things so i do have a part-time job too so 
Um, I put my school in my part-time job first just because, mm-hmm. I mean, school and, like, my other job, I can't not show up or I'll get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put everything else after that, but I, I'm a very big, like, planner girl, so I have, like, three different planners. Um, and I think just, like, planning everything out and, like, so I set aside one specific day that I do, like, all my YouTube stuff on. Mm-hmm. So that would be, like, Fridays. So I would film, edit, post things or, up, like, pre-upload things on Fridays. And then I would split everything else throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, because I work part-time, I only work, like, 20 hours a week. So there are some days where I don't do anything. So I just, like, shove things that I have to do into those days. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any specific, like, tips of organizing and like time blocking and time management i think to like it sounds dumb but i think you should plan in your breaks too Mm -hmm. because for me like if i like see like three things in a row that i have to do i'm going to try and do them all right after each other and then i don't give myself a break and it just like is not fun um so i think like really planning out breaks and making sure that you take breaks or like you take time to eat food or like take time to just like relax is super Mm -hmm. important because if you don't do that you're gonna you're gonna burn out and it's not fun for sure so how how's it been trying to schedule your self-care that's um been interesting and especially with school being online now yeah i feel like i'm at home like all the time and it's Mm -hmm. hard to like separate my like my school with my like YouTube stuff and trying to fit in like times to like just do nothing because I'm always in my room and like my room used to be like the place where I would go to when I would just like want to chill and like relax Mm -hmm. and now it's turned into like something else Mm -hmm. so I think just like recognizing when my body or my mind is just like tired and I need to like take a break is super important and to not like ignore that if mm-hmm. that makes sense right um so yeah i think just like listening to your to yourself is really important and yeah do you think you've been good at listening to your what your body needs i think now i've learned how to at yeah. the beginning of like when the whole quarantine started yeah. um i was like okay like now is the time that i can like push out content and do everything i want to do and within like the first three weeks i burnt out and mm-hmm. i took a whole month break <laughs> um so i think even though that time sucked, it was really important and I needed that to like learn that like you don't need to do everything in the same week and like you need to like space things out and like take mm-hmm. time for yourself too. So going through all that and like burning out has made me realize like to take my breaks and like take time for myself and mm-hmm. it's helped me. That's nice. So I saw your video regarding your sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I do love that. Thank you for posting that. Mm-hmm. And you did say that you're bisexual, right? Yeah. So I wanted to talk about it because how do you feel like being open with that issue or that, um, not even issue, just that topic in general mm-hmm. affects your platform? Because I feel like there's this whole entire thing where a lot of people are afraid to be open and to talk about anything yeah. like that because they feel like it'll hurt their mm-hmm. aesthetic or whatever it may be. So I wanted to ask, how do you think that affected your platform? Um, so definitely um, in the terms of like monetization, first of all, um, YouTube has demonetized a lot of my videos that are like LGBT focused because they say that it's um, not advertiser friendly and like people under 18 shouldn't be watching that, which is like, wow, which is sad because at the yeah. same time, like under all those videos are like people commenting like, oh, I'm 12 years old and like I'm confused and this video has helped me and stuff. And it's just been like really eye opening for me. Um, 
I think at the beginning when I posted it, I was like, okay, like now people are going to think like I'm just an LGBT plus creator and like that's what they're going to label me as. Mm -hmm. So I started only making those videos until I realized I didn't like only making those videos. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of hard because I feel like nowadays more people are open about it. So it's Mm -hmm. not as like stigmatized as it used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do like think like some like people won't work with me because i do post content like that which kind of sucks and i wish like more companies were more open about like open to like different people being like the person for their brand Mm -hmm. um but i think like nowadays it's been it's less uh, less stigmatized i feel it definitely i feel like it has gotten better Mm -hmm. but wow that being demonetized because of that that just sucks yeah like one of my videos has no like one my most popular video on my channel is like i think it's uh figuring out your sexuality and it has over a hundred thousand um hundred thousand views and like for Mm -hmm. a typical video like that like people would make well over like five hundred dollars from that Mm -hmm. and my video (laughs) made sixty dollars um which like i don't care about the money like Mm -hmm. i'm not like i don't do youtube for the money but it's just like funny to see that like someone who doesn't have lgbt content on their channel can make 600 700 from that mm-hmm. but i made 60 dollars. you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. do you think that like s- stops a lot of people from like making content like that i think it does um i mean yeah i think like because it affects like your monetization and advertisers i think a lot of people shy away from that mm-hmm. but i I always tell, like, everyone that I want to be, like, 100%, like, true, honest, vulnerable, and my, like, Mm -hmm. authentic self. So I think me not at least, like, showcasing that in a way is not being my authentic self. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Wow. Um, What was I going to ask? I was going to ask something else. Dang, I forgot. (laughs) I hate when that happens. I know. It'll come back. And if it does, (laughs) I'll let you know. Perfect. um, so what do you see yourself doing in the far future like maybe let's say 10 years from now what do you see Hmm. yourself doing i mean i've been getting more into like um like fashion and styling but i've also been getting into like indie films and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i've been into youtube and all these things so i don't 100 percent know what i want to do but i like i know i do want to work in social media so i'm hoping that in the future i'll be working in social media in any type of way whether it be pursuing my youtube channel as a full-time job or mm-hmm. working in like a social media agency or work like i would also like to work like as a manager for like a youtuber mm-hmm. so like i don't really know 100 percent, but i hope it's like in that field would you hope to like work full-time kind of behind the scenes or would you want to work full-time like on your youtube channel um, if I had to choose between the two, I would choose mm-hmm. my YouTube channel just because I feel like I have like so much to say and um, I don't know, I want to like impact people's lives. So I feel mm-hmm. like if it was on my YouTube channel, I would have more say in what I can do. Mm-hmm. So I would choose that. For sure. And do you have any goal or like projects that you want to get into for the new year if it's not a secret Mm -hmm. you know let's manifest that (laughs) (laughs) um so I do um 
I do want to, like I was talking about in the beginning, I think, um, put like conspiracy theory content on my channel. Mm -hmm. It's something that I want to do for a while, but because of the whole niching down thing, I was like, maybe I shouldn't post it because I'm a lifestyle creator. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Like if I want to post it, I'm going to post it. Like Mm -hmm. who's going to stop me? So I really want to like focus on that in 2021. Um, I do want to grow my channel. My goal is to hit 10K. So we're manifesting that. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Um, I hopefully um, we can travel sometime in 2021. I hope so. <laughs> I have like a few YouTubers or like friends that I want to like go to LA and like see. Mm-hmm. I also want to go back to New York. I want to do so many things. Um, I don't even know if I that answered the question. <laughs> you did, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I have so many things that I want to do, and I feel like more things are like piling onto that list because I haven't been doing anything this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I honestly, I hope 2021 is way better than 2020 because holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What a freaking year we had. Holy. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to say, well, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like this was so quickly wrapped. It was I was like, bang, bang, bang. Thank you so much, though. Um, but is there any tips for anyone that who would want to start their own YouTube channel or would want to start their own like business? Like what are your tips for them? Um, so for the YouTube channel, I think that um, the first thing is to kind of like find out your purpose and your why and like why you want to start it. Mm-hmm. Um, what type of content you want to do, like plan all these things out before starting it because I think it's important to like plan things out. I don't know, maybe I'm just like a planner, but planning things out is really important and it'll help you like stay on track and help you like not get sidetracked and just help you overall. Just time management and planning is like super important. That's something I learned throughout my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for businesses, do like all your research, like do everything before you jump into it because although it may seem easy from the outside, once you jump into it, it's hard and people are watching you. So if you like go into it and like you look like you're a mess, like people will notice and like people noticed with me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to just like do your research and get everything you need to know figured out before you kind of jump into everything. Right. And it's okay to like think of a business idea and then do it a year and a half later. Like no one's gonna like if it's gonna be if it becomes successful no one's gonna be like oh you took like a year and a half to do that like no one's gonna care yeah do you think it's um it's better to just not say anything at all until it's ready um hmm. i think once you like kind of started to get everything like under wraps and like getting ready to go i think then you should announce it just because I've said that I want to do things and then they never happen and then people are like, oh, what about this? And then I'm like, oh, that's not happening. So I think like once you 100% know that you're going to do it, I think Mm -hmm. then it's okay to talk about it. Awesome. And how's Montreal, by the way? I'm in Toronto and it like (sighs) snowed 15 centimeters for like Christmas time and now it's gone. It didn't even snow for Christmas here. Like it snowed like one centimeter and then it like went away. And then it was on actual Christmas day, it was raining. Oh my God. So yeah, I mean, it snowed yesterday, but it's already like melting. It's like not what usual Montreal is like during Christmas. I know. It's It's crazy. There's so everyone is like saying how seasons are moving and how Mm -hmm. winter is about to be like summer and summer is about to be winter. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Me too. It's real. (laughs) Yeah. And we've seen it this year. Right. (laughs) So for the new year, what are three things you are most grateful for 2020, from 2020? 
Um, so the things I'm most grateful for is, I guess, like the health of everyone around me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing is, I think just like this year, like I said, it made me realize that I need to focus on the present rather than the future. So like just mm-hmm. like focusing on where I am now, that's super important and something that I'm grateful for. And then the third one, I think just like. I think this year is like the year that I made like the most like friends and connections online because everyone was online most of the time. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I'm really grateful for like the people I've met this mm-hmm. year. And then three things that you would love to manifest for 2021. Okay, so number one, um, hitting 10K on YouTube. Number two, um, getting, okay, this one's a big one. But getting Shay Mitchell to come on my podcast because oh my I think, like, I don't even know how the interview would go. I think I would, like, faint during it. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then number three, I think um, I want to manifest being more financially stable mm. and saving money properly. Those are good. Those are really good. It's going to happen. 2021 is what's going on. Yes, I hope so. So another task that I put you up for is creating the journal or thought prompt for this Mm -hmm. week. So take it away. Yeah, so I guess we kind of, like, you kind of asked me it in the questions, but I think um, what everyone should journal is your goals for the new year Mm -hmm. and what you learned in 2020. Because I feel like every single person learned something in 2020 like you couldn't have gone through this year and not learned one thing um so i think like just reflecting on it and talking about it even if it's just to yourself or to like a piece of paper i think it's really important to like reflect on what you learned Mm -hmm. so where can everyone find you um, so you can find me on Instagram, um, on YouTube, on TikTok. Um, my, all my things are at It's Amanda Wan. Um, and then you can find my podcast at Behind the Girl Boss. And then my two businesses are at Wan Candles and at Cookie Apparel. Awesome. I'm going to have all the links linked down in the show notes. But thank you so much for coming on at Young and Tenacious Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun.